Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode of We'll Be Alright Eventually. As always, my name's Taylor, and I just want to thank you guys again for listening. Just gonna be a weird episode, I think. I feel like I have a lot to talk about, but I also don't. Edward is walking around again, of course, as always. Um, this week has just been really weird. Like, anybody else had, like, a weird week? I feel like lots of highs and lots of lows for some reason, and it's just, like, that weird back and forth of just how like how do you feel (laughs) just I just I don't know because it's just like uh, like for a second I feel good and then a second I feel bad like this week we did a surgery on a ferret and I intubated my first ferret their trachea is very tiny um so small very very tiny little baby trachea it was really cute but I did it. I managed to get it in first try without any issues. So it was like, hell yeah, way to go. And then, I mean, the surgery went fine. <laughs> that probably sounded like it went poorly. But no, the surgery was fine. He just was having a mass removal. But then it's like the next day you come in and something weird happens or something bad happens with not necessarily the animals, but just like people for some reason. I don't know. People have probably been the bane of my existence this week. But like uh, in the middle of this week, I got to hang out with my best friend, Laura. I haven't seen her in a while. We haven't just hung around and talked. So that was fun. I wanted to record an episode with her. I wanted to be like, hey, surprise, co-host episode. But honestly, we just kind of like sat there and just talked shit for like six hours straight. And we got pizza and we got boba that was really not that good, which was kind of sad. But overall, it was really fun and really enjoyable and it made me happy. I made her watch, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen Golden Kamoi, but it's probably one of my favorite animes of all time, hands down. I made her watch the Sea Otter episode. If you don't know what that is, I suggest you go watch it because it's amazing and it's hilarious and I love it so much. Honestly, I'm re-watching it for like the third or fourth time and rereading it at the same time. So I'm like, watching it and then I will like literally crawl in bed and read the manga on my phone and I don't know why because I have issues it's fine I've also been like weirdly wanting to watch Spirit the Stallion of Cimarron for some reason I think because like I have the album on my liked playlist and I've been listening to it way more than any normal human being should that's not 12 and obsessed with horses but it's fine maybe I'll watch it after this It is Father's Day as I record this, so happy Father's Day to all the fathers or people who think that they're fathers or people who act like fathers. You're the best. For some reason, I really wanted to say the word daddy, but then I got really grossed out and felt weird, so I refrained. Like I said, I I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a weird episode. I don't, I don't like know exactly what to talk about but I do know exactly what to talk about and I actually wrote like a decent script for it this time instead of just like words on my google drive so hopefully it works out just fine I just feel like kind of (laughs) boring I'm a boring human being but hey I just want to talk about things but I mean like this is probably the 500 million podcast some girl has put out who's just ranting and then talking about music and life so I'm not sure anybody really wants this anymore but hey who cares I'm doing it I'm trying my hardest and you know what I'm doing a pretty shit job at it but it's all right I'm making it work we'll survive we're in this together yeah definitely gonna be one of those episodes where somebody's listening and they're like oof this girl she crazy 
but hey, you know what? That's what this is here for. We're just going to sit here and I'll be just fucking little psychos together. It's fine. So my mental health is like pretty trash. That's, that's just the statement of it all. It's pretty fucking trash right now. Uh, I When I started this, I had high hopes. I was like, yeah, I'm going to write this podcast. I'm going to record it. I'm going to edit it myself. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to live life. Uh, I haven't done any of that besides this podcast. Haven't been working out. I've literally been drinking and eating all of my feelings. It's fine. No big deal. Uh, I haven't gone out besides when I hung out with Laura this week and concerts. Well, just one concert at this point. I think my main issue is like work. It's been pretty garbage lately. Just struggling to find the energy to actually go to work and finding the enjoyment that I wish I had in it right now. I feel so tired. Like every morning I just wake up and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. But I really need to find a way to change that. I mean, I'm sure the easiest answer would be getting another job, but getting another job in animal work is just going to a different place and doing the exact same fucking thing. So not really sure where to find the answer and all that, but I guess I'll just talk about it and hope that it makes me feel better. Definitely just been feeling really down, really fucking low, honestly. I just feel really behind in life. I'm 27. I'm going back to graduate school in the fall, so, and by fall when I said that, I first started saying that in like fucking February when I got accepted, and now it's like a few months away, like two, three, Honestly, I register for classes next, like next month, actually. So really fucking soon. <laughs> I'm just terrified that I'm gonna fail, you know, because yeah, I'm going back for laboratory animal science, which is what I do now. So I have a lot of knowledge in it and experience. So I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about, but I feel like I can barely manage my life right now with just a full-time job and myself. Like it's just me and my animals. <laughs> That's it. Like, as soon as I get home from work, I take care of them. Like, I'll take Edward on a walk and hang out with my cats. They're pretty lazy. They just like to snuggle. Um, and then, I like, I get in my bed or I get on the couch as soon as I get home. I watch TV. Not even watching TV. I just put something on half the time, and it's just background music. So nothing. it's nothing really significant in my life besides occasionally I'll just watch the anime that I'm into. And even then, sometimes I struggle to focus on it. I have like no motivation to clean my house. It's kind of a disaster. People, I mean, people really don't come over. So half the time I'm like, why, why should I really clean it that much? Like I should probably do like a deep clean, like scrub the fucking baseboards and dust and completely reorganize and go through my shit. But I just, I don't, I don't have the motivation to do it. And by people coming over, I really mean like my dating life is just absolutely non-existent. It kind of sucks. It kind of hurts. But honestly, it's a little bit of my own fault. Dating apps are way harder than what you would ever think. It's just hard like, to go through people. People you've never met. People you don't know. You're judging them by pictures and what they have written down on there. It's just super easy to just go, nope, and move on. But like, what if maybe I just like judge someone too quick? Or I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I, I feel like I'm very judgmental, but also because I don't want to like waste my time or like waste my life with somebody. When I do match with people, like it's really hard to keep the conversation going. They're either, like they either become very boring to me. I get 
<laughs> you really have to like draw me in and I I don't know why I just get very bored and distracted by things easily or like maybe I will respond for like a day like I'll get really busy at work and I'll be really tired and I'm like hey this person I've never fucking met them in my entire life why does it matter like I can take some time to respond to you but apparently that really upsets certain people and you know I need my space like I'm not the best responder I mean except to a few people but it's like I need my space. I need my time. I've never fucking met you. I have no idea who you are. Like, I cannot respond for six hours, and I think you will get over it. But they don't care. Like, they'll start blowing up my fucking phone, like, message after message. And then, like, you know, if I don't respond in, like, eight fucking hours, they'll be like, oh, this bitch, like, you don't want me anymore. You were just teasing me. You know, like, just stupid shit like that. And I'm like, dude, no. (laughs) I don't fucking care. Like, I'm obviously honest, like, I mean, honestly, it might be a good fucking thing because if you're just going to get that upset over me not responding for a couple hours, it's, it's not going to fucking work. Like my most recent instance that like really just kind of threw me off of dating apps for a while was a couple of months ago. Uh, I had met somebody on Facebook dating because, you know, that's the cool place now, apparently. I don't know, probably fucking not, but it's where I met this dude. We exchanged, like, Instagrams, whatever, and we had planned to meet up one night, and he lived kind of far from me. Like, I'm in, like, kind of the east side of Atlanta, and he's in Sandy Springs, which is way north of Atlanta, (laughs) you know? So it would have been, like, a 35, 45-minute drive. On top of it all, he wanted to meet me fucking there. And I was going to drive because I was like, hey, this guy seems nice. No big deal. Whatever. I had a really fucking bad day at work. Like, I'm talking about I didn't get off until I worked for nearly 12 hours straight because we were in a very long surgery with an animal, one of my favorite fucking animals at work. And, you know, this is, I talked about it last episode, how I had two patients pass under anesthesia and she, she was one of them. She didn't wake up. And that was really fucking hard. Like, that hurt. Not only that, like, we had just gotten a new employee, a new vet tech, and he took it kind of hard, but in a weird way where he blamed everybody around him and he made us all feel like we were terrible people and we couldn't do our jobs. And it really hurt on top of it all. And, like, I I was crying. (laughs) And it was, it was just really rough. And so I, I texted this dude. I was like, hey, today has been a fucking awful day. Like I'm talking about like one of the worst days that I have had in years. And I was like, I cannot go on this date tonight. And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll reschedule. And, you know, we talked it out or whatever. And it seemed fine. And unfortunately, like the incident affected me way worse than like I could ever imagine. Like I had to call out one day I was just like I can't fucking do this uh so you know I was like really slow in response I had told him kind of what happened like the gist of it and I was like slow in my responses and not really engaging the hello Edward I was not really engaging in the conversation way too much and I kind of was like hey I don't feel like I'm really up for this right now. Like, let's just push this back even farther. Like, I'm so sorry. You can move on or whatever. No big deal. Um, Dude started blowing up my fucking phone. I mean, like, message after message after message after message. Just sending me, like, not even, like, important stuff. It was just, like, Instagram reels after Instagram reels. And I was just kind of like, all right, red fucking flag. Like, (laughs) I mean, it would be like... 
while I'm at work, when I'm at home, and I responded like once or twice, and then it would just be like continuous. And I was like, we have never fucking met at all. We've been talking for like a week. I need you to just like move on. Like this is it. This is not happening. So I did kind of like blow him off and block him on Instagram and I got off Facebook dating because I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't care. Again, online dating is very weird. Um, this was, this was years ago, unfortunately, unfortunately, like I said, it was like super dramatic event. I don't know. It's kind of funny when you think about it, but you know, on like, this was on Hinge. So it's like, you can put what your job is because I don't think at the time, like on Tinder, you could do that. I think it does now and Facebook dating wasn't really like a thing but I matched with this dude and like we sent like two messages and he was talking to me about my job as a vet tech and I'm just gonna read you what this man said to me <laughs> this this is the by far the strangest but also funniest thing that has probably ever happened to me on a dating app but I, I don't remember his name. I kind of blocked out everything else except for this conversation. Again, this was like three messages in to us matching on there. So he says, okay, so here's a hypothetical scenario. We go on a date, we connect and have a great time over coffee. I ask you out a couple more times, each one being better than the last. Finally, the chemistry is crazy high on our third date. We are gazing up at the stars and talking about life. I ask you back to my apartment. Once inside, I introduce you to my dog, Dewey. What's the probability that you will help him out and express his anal glands? Like, what? Not at all where I thought that conversation was heading, especially that hypothetical scenario that he had put out there. Like, your dog's anal glands. What a romantic evening. Lovely. If you guys don't know what anal glands are, they are little kind of sacs that even humans have. Lots of mammals have them. They're mostly used for like territory marking, like scent. Some dogs have issues expressing them. Normally they express them like when they defecate, uh, but some dogs have issues and they can't do it often, so they have to have people do it for them. Yay for breeding. Way to go, humans. Uh, it's really nasty smelling. It's disgusting. It's not pretty. You have to like pretty much stick your finger up the dog's butt, basically. And massage those little suckers until all that disgusting stench comes out. But yeah, that <laughs> that that one threw me for a loop. Was not expecting it, but it was fucking hilarious at the same time. Did I respond? Hell no. This was mm -mm. no, I refuse to date somebody who only expects me to be their personal vet tech for their animals. Not my type. The other like, I don't know, the other issue I have is like, oh, people are like, oh, just meet other people naturally and like naturally like, oh, I don't fucking leave my house except to go to concerts and I, each time I go to my like a concert I'm usually with people and I feel like people assume that I am dating them or something I don't know I don't know like people do talk to me they approach me and stuff but I am a very like standoffish person because I not because I'm like angry or anything I'm just awkward and I feel weird so I'm not really sure what to do but the other, like, thing is, is, like, when people approach me in, like, stores and stuff. Like, just the other day, like, yesterday, fucking, some dude, I was waiting in line at Kroger, and, man, I'm just buying some fucking alcohol. I found some fucking Naruto G Fuel that, honestly, is really good. Was not expecting that, but it was on sale, so I bought it, and I'm a weeb, so who cares? And, like, some chips or whatever. And this dude in front of me just starts talking to me. And the first thing he fucking... So, I think I just... I don't know. When people, the first thing out of somebody's mouth is that there are, is just something really weird or idiotic. I just get immediately like, oh God, I want 
I, I need to leave the situation like right now. First thing he fucking says to me is like, oh, I really like your height. Okay. That's a strange compliment, but whatever. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he goes, how tall are you? Five, five. I like, I am a tall bitch. I not like I could be taller, <laughs> but I I'm five, nine. And I was wearing boots and they were only like an inch maybe, but I like, I really, it really didn't change my height all that dramatically. And he goes, oh, you're five, nine with the boots on. And I was like, no, why would I say my height with the fucking boots on? No, I'm five, nine in general. And he was like, oh, okay. Are you from Atlanta? And I was just like, no, uh, but I've lived here for like eight years. And he was like, oh, are you a Grady baby? I was like, first of all, I just said that I am not from Atlanta. Why the fuck would I be a Grady baby? Like, no. <laughs> so it was just like a really awkward and really weird conversation. And I was very like standoffish to this man. And he kept fucking continuing the conversation. And I'm like, get a fucking hint. I'm standing there with my arms crossed, looking at my phone, not fucking looking you in the face. I can barely hear you, first of all. So like, just shut up, just shut up and move on. This sounded kind of angry, but it, it, it just like, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> like this, I don't think you understand how th much this happens when I go out in public and it just really frustrates me. So that's, and it, like, it'll even happen if I'm wearing headphones, if I'm listening to music, like just do not talk to me at the store. <laughs> unless if I know you or unless if you're just being really friendly or you're like having an interesting conversation. But if you're going to say some stupid shit, like ask me if I'm from Atlanta when I say I'm not from Atlanta, just move on. That's it. You're done. I feel like maybe I'm just a little bit delusional. Like the people I do kind of like, it's like way that's not fucking happening. Or maybe I just, well, I think my biggest thing is I, I won't do anything about it because I'm a piece of shit because I'm not very confident. <laughs> I, I just see people that I'm attracted to and my first thought is, oh, they would never per love a person like me. And I don't really know why I'm like that. I just, I don't know. Maybe I, that's why I'm like, I need to work on myself before I can really, for real, get back into the dating scene. Yoshi and Edward keep harassing me. I'm just trying to record. You're so rude. All right. I feel like it's time. We already, you know, busted out the dating. So now it's time to get into the, the big oof of this episode. So mental illness very obviously like runs in my family. Some diagnosed, some undiagnosed. It's really strange feeling when you're at that age or that point in your life where you start discussing your medications with your own mother. She's on Lexapro right now, which I quit a while ago. Probably not my best idea and I should probably go back on it. But hey, we live and we learn, right? That's, that's how life goes. Um, she was just talking to me about how she wants to switch to Wellbutrin. And she was like, I'm going to my doctor this week to do it. Just like a strange, casual conversation about our medications. But it also kind of freaks me out a little bit. Ten years ago, just about, honestly, maybe a little longer, I had probably one of the worst crises. Crisis? Crises? Crises? I don't know words. But um, definitely the worst one, I, like mental breakdown, I guess, is probably the better word for it that I've ever had in my entire life. Probably like the, the first one that really just kind of started this spiral into finding out what was wrong with me. I was in high school. I think I was in my junior year. I was really struggling internally. You know, I really kind of kept it quiet. 
and mostly to myself. I didn't really know what to do. I wanted to die. (laughs) Just to really put it simply, I... It's not a laughing matter, but again, that's how I cope. I just got to keep laughing at it because I don't know how else to deal. I felt like my friends hated me. I I was doing fine in school. I really had no issues in school, but I didn't really have any plans for the future either. I think I was dating somebody. I don't know. I don't think I was dating anybody at that time. I was just kind of like there. I was just going to school. I had moved. I had switched schools in the middle of my sophomore year and I hated it there. I was miserable. I had a really good friend. He, I didn't, I got my license a little later than most people. Not too much later, but a good bit where a lot of my friends were driving and I wasn't. So on the bus every day, we lived in neighborhoods right next to each other. Like we sat next to each other on the bus every day. We talked every day. He was a grade younger than me, but I mean, he was still one of my best friends, I I considered. I really enjoyed talking to him. I, again, was having my own issues. There was a lot of days where I kind of shut down, and that's a lot of my own fault, and it fucking sucks. But, you know, unfortunately, he committed suicide a few months prior to my breakdown. And it just... It was a strange feeling finding out that it was him. It was hard because we had passed by his house on the bus and we had saw the police there and we were all wondering what was going on. Didn't hear anything throughout the day at school. I didn't think anything of it because he, I mean, people didn't sometimes come to school. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I didn't realize it was his house. The way the houses on the military base were set up were kind of weird. So some of them were connected and in like weird little neighborhoods off to the side. So You know, I I said, like, we saw a place at his house, but at the time, I didn't really realize that it was his house. And then on the way back, we had to ride another bus on the way home with uh, the other side, the kids for the, who lived on the other side of the neighborhood. And I think it was at that moment that I really thought that, like, oh, like, it's him. It has to be him. And I don't know why I thought that, because nobody else really thought that at that time. I didn't say anything out loud. I was just kind of keeping it to myself. So I went home. I always took a nap after school. (laughs) A little because I didn't sleep at night. So had to go home and take myself a little hour nap. Um, And I remember waking up on the couch after my nap and my mom told me what had happened. My dad, being in the military, like you're Whoever's in the military usually knows a lot of people, especially if they're in like the same kind of division or whatever. They didn't work together, but they knew each other. And my mom told me who it was and she asked if I knew him. And I just was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. It didn't really seem real at the time, but ne- the next day I just remember going to school and it was weird. <laughs> it was a strange feeling and I just the guilt just really started hitting me there. I don't know why it took so long to really set in. I think because it was like, oh shit, he's really not here. Um, and, you know, so I I struggled with that, like, to myself for a very long time. And I'm still struggling with it, obviously. Like, how could I not have known? I saw him every single day. I talked to him every single day. And, uh, like, I had absolutely no idea. And, here I was struggling with the same fucking thing. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's 
it's hard to talk about. It's hard to say out loud, but, and unfortunately, I was a stupid fucking teenager and let my fears and my anxieties take over. I was too upset. I was too scared. I felt miserable and sad and guilty, so I didn't go to his viewing. And I fucking regret it every single fucking day. I just, I don't understand. I'm, I am constantly kicking myself for that because how, how could I not go? But I, I didn't. I mean, it was 10 years ago. There's nothing I can do now. So I feel like I have spent so many years just, no, like too many years of my life just being this cold, miserable person. Like, why didn't I love people more? Why didn't I say that out loud more? Why didn't I laugh more? Why didn't I, like, why didn't I even cry more? I should have felt more emotion as a child and as a teenager, but I didn't. I should have been feeling these other things that other people felt their whole lives. And it, it just makes me think how much I really missed out on. I, you know, I try not to regret things in life, but I definitely regret living my life so empty. It was like, I knew how fucked up I was from a young age. I just knew there was something different, something off. So all the time, I was just kind of like, who cares? You'll be gone soon anyways. I pushed people away. I skipped out on a lot of things because I told myself it wouldn't matter in the end because nothing mattered at that time. I'm still kind of there. I have my struggles. I have my times where I do feel the same way, but... I'm working on it. I'm getting better-ish. <laughs> I'm trying to constantly tell myself, no, you might be here for a long time, and even if you aren't, like, that doesn't matter. You should enjoy yourself. You should enjoy life, and you should enjoy the people around you. Because honestly, like, at least if I, at least if I keep trying to live this fucked up life <laughs> and just live it, like, full of all the love and the hope and the joy that I missed out on when I was younger and even if I don't make it too far I mean who knows you never know uh, I hope it passes on to like all the people around me and like I hope that they remember me in a good way because I feel like I've definitely caused too many people a lot of pain in their life not only like my family but a lot of friends a lot of friends that aren't friends anymore it hurts it kind of like continues to eat away at me on the days where I think that I'm getting better I just keep remembering that I was kind of a fucking terrible person and maybe I still am but I am trying harder I mean hopefully because I'm trying to be a better person that one day like even when I'm still alive people will think of me and they're like having one of those bad days that we all kind of have. They just think of me and they think of our lives together and all the times that we laughed and that we cried. Maybe they'll think of all the stupid fucking memes and TikToks I send them in the middle of the fucking night when I can't sleep and they're just so stupid but they make us both laugh. But I don't, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'll ever be there yet, but it's kind of my goal for my life. It's who, who I want to be. Edward keeps crying and walking around. I don't know. Maybe he thinks that I'm upset. I am kind of upset talking about this, but I it's making me feel better. <laughs> so, but knowing that I just kind of 
did all that all those years ago. And I say all those years ago, but it really wasn't that many years ago. I think that I was, I like, I still think that I'm a terrible person and I still think that I have issues that I need to work on and I'm pretty fucking open about it, but I shouldn't have to be like, I shouldn't have to know that I'm a terrible friend or a terrible partner and admit that out loud. I should be a good person. I should be someone who shouldn't have to because it fucking sucks it just it hurts so fucking bad like there's just so much grief deep in my veins because of my own goddamn self I mean of course you know I will say it's probably not all me 100% there you know there have been things in my life where other people have shaped the way that I am today but you know not in a good way (laughs) but in the end like I feel like I am the person I'm the only person to blame in this like I know I know I could be that person who is not afraid to answer phone calls or talk to that person that I think is cute at the concert or just like I just I know I could be a person who wakes up in the morning and says I'm so happy to be here and they walk outside and the world just looks colorful and brighter and maybe I think about it too much maybe I should move on from that. Maybe I'm just holding on to whatever fucking part of me, probably the child me, (laughs) that's just inside of my ribs, just screaming constantly, just begging for me to listen and to learn and to love life instead of feeling drowned by it. Like, I feel all of this. I feel all this emotion just like bubbling in my throat. And it's there, and I know it's there, but I don't know how to accept it or feel it. It's probably just years and years of just mental illness and trauma building up, and I should probably go to a therapist instead of just talking about it into a microphone on my dining room table. But hey, here we are. I I think really I'm just scared. I, I'm scared that I'm just going to get into that point in my life where I feel too much which is just something that I've never really experienced before. And yeah, that <laughs> that thought honestly terrifies me because sure, I, I get overwhelmed, but not by my own feelings. I get overwhelmed by stress and loud noises and lots of people, but not not ever having too many feelings, I would say. I feel like people always talk about Maybe it's just in movies and TV shows and everything, but people are always talking about being too sad. But I don't know if I've ever really felt sad. Like, I feel sad, but I think it's more just empty. I just, I don't feel a whole lot. I just, it's just like, instead of just that overbearing sadness, it's just bitter emptiness. Oof, this is turning into a rough episode, you guys. But it's fine. That's what it's here for. We're just here to talk it out and let it go. But I think, you know, I I believe that I really am loved or at least have been loved by people around me. I can't sit here and say that nobody's ever loved me or ever cared about me because it's it's not true at all. I know there's people out there and they tell me all the time how much they care about me and how much they love me and how much I mean to them. But I really just struggle to kind of feel it not because I doubt them or anything or 
anything like that. It's just like I, I just can't feel that inside of me. Do I, I like, I care about people. I love people. I just, and fuck. I just, I don't have that like warm, like radiating feeling inside me when people feel that way about me. And I, I think it just kind of stems from the, like me thinking that I'm a bad person and I don't really deserve it. I feel like if you know me, that this might sound kind of crazy (laughs) because I'm kind of a pretty like gentle natured person. I'm very, I'm very quiet, just kind of like, I feel like I'm a pretty kind and caring person. I try to take care of the other people around me and in my life and I, I just try to be a good person on the outside, but I definitely wasn't always this way. <laughs> Took a lot of learning. I mean, years and years and years of just really teaching myself that, hey, you know, like I just used to be such an angry person. I mean, I was just just angry all the fucking time. And that was honestly one of the more miserable feelings of my life is just being fucking angry about everything. I was just so filled with this just like internal turmoil that I couldn't understand anything. Like I, I was not a good person. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm still really not I probably have hurt a lot of people just in the past couple years of my life. I understood not that long ago, you know, that I understood not that long ago that the anger, you know, that was mostly just at myself. Yoshi, you are pulling my headphones off, sir. And I realized if I really truly cared about the people in my life around me, like they cared about me. I wouldn't be that person to them. They don't deserve that version of me. They deserve the other version of me who is just a soft, a soft-natured person who loves them and cares about them and wants what's best for them. Because how how am I helping anything by making the world a worse place for anyone else who might be struggling just like me? who might not know how to feel things or how to say what they do feel or how to cope with life. So I think that's that's kind of my goal here (laughs) in the end of it all. I really, I just want to do something that might make things better for maybe one person who's also just kind of hiding that war inside of them. And it may not be through this podcast. It might be through something else. I don't really, I don't really know. I, maybe that one person might just be me. <laughs> and and that's okay. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. And it's, it's okay to do what's best for you when you're making yourself, especially when you're making yourself a better person for those around you. So I honestly just hope it fucking helps either myself or anyone else who has no idea what they need to fucking do <laughs> just like me so with all those statements all those hard hitters out here you know i want to say that i truly believe that you know we'll be all right eventually
if you've made it this far, I again just want to thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. I try to upload these every Monday, probably around 7, 8 p.m. Eastern Central. Again, not all episodes are going to be this heavy hitting like this one. I just been having a rough week and I felt like I really needed to get this out of me. So hopefully nobody else feels the same way I do and that's okay. (laughs) And Edward is back in. He just ran across the living room. Way to go, Edward. (laughs) He's crazy. He doesn't like it when I record. He wants me to sit on the couch with him. But anyways, thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Hopefully this podcast will continue into a brighter light one day. And again, I really am going to try to do those episodes where I have a co-host or a guest. I don't want to say it's like an interview or anything because it's really not. It's probably just going to be us just shit talking for a couple hours, but hopefully that'll be out soon. In the meantime, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, your week, your weekend, whatever day or time it is that you're listening to this. And just remember, we'll be all right eventually.